Hello, and welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way, and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz, and during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says, take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation on Instagram by following me at High Volt Leadership. Awesome. Well, I want to welcome to the podcast this afternoon, Pyle and Kajal. These two ladies have been making jewelry basically as long as they can remember. You know, first working with their dad in the jewelry industry, like over 30 years ago, um, helping him in his business at, you know, what must have been a very young age. Uh, So it, and I can imagine that that really fostered uh, both of your desire for entrepreneurship and really creating those beautiful relationships with clients because, you know, jewelry does tell the story. It's pieces of art that we all wear. So during the pandemic, these two incredible ladies had their own idea for business adventures, Um, but it was really around the jewelry that's their common passion. So I'm excited to have you both here today uh, to talk about this journey, because that's what this is all about. So welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's absolutely a pleasure. So, I mean, you, you, you two must have been in the jewelry industry basically as soon as your dad could put you in the store. It sounds like. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I love that. Those afternoons here after school, um, you know, when he needed help, like on the weekends with like inventory yeah. or like labeling or whatever that was, anything that he could do to get some uh, extra hands out here, he definitely utilize. I love it. Nothing like a little free labor. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. So this love of jewelry is, it's a family business and it runs deep for both of you. So tell us about your journey here. It sounds like something shifted for you in the pandemic, you know, starting a couple years ago. What happened? Yeah. So like you mentioned, you know, us growing up here, And then during the pandemic, we had a lot of our friends that kind of came to us knowing who we were and what our dad did. And they were kind of like, hey, we need help. We're trying to make this next step. We've never purchased jewelry. And so as we started helping our friends, we realized that there's such a lack of transparency in the jewelry market. Mm. And so we were like, this is something that we can fill that gap and, you know, be that best friend that you need along the way when you're spring shopping and, you know, you want that honest opinion and you want that transparency. And so we were like, we could do this. And we knew we always wanted to be in the jewelry industry. It was kind of like where we, where we were going to go. And when we started taking diamond classes and getting GIA certified, we started learning about lab growns and how they were eco-friendly and we Mm. kind of just like dove right in and got certified um, started so new and here we are. I love that. I love that. I love that you got your own twist 
on the family yeah. business. That's super cool. Yeah. I think our I think for us something that was important was finding our niche and like what we wanted to bring to the right. market. Right. Um and so, you know, every everyone has a kind of like that fairy tale love story that they're hoping for and this is such an important moment and that next step for them that you know, we we really love being a part of their story. Yeah. That's so cool. So okay, tell us a little bit more about what you actually do. What does that look like? Yeah, so Sony Company is a bespoke engagement ring and fine jewelry brand. And our goal with Sony was to make diamonds accessible to everyone. Mm. It is not, you know, it's not a luxury that only certain people are able to attain. You know, there is a budget and a piece of jewelry out there for everyone. Mm. And that's what Sony is here for. It's we're going to be here to find that piece of item that fits you and fits what you want, whether that be natural or whether that be lab grown. Um, just being able to provide a piece of jewelry for everyone. Yeah. And I'm sort of looking at your website right now and I see that you really do help people design and, and create that vision that is in their head, which isn't always easy. Yeah, I think going the custom route is very difficult for a lot of people. Mm. You know, you might have a vision and as you're trying to explain it to me, I might have what you're thinking, mm. but we might not be on the same page. And so one thing that we do a little bit more uniquely is we will create a sketch of your ring, of your any jewelry that you're getting custom made with us prior to us making anything. We will computer sketch it out for you. You will see everything front, back, side, upside down. You'll see every angle. Mm, and then yeah. from there, once you approve that for us, we will go straight into production and what you see is what you get. And yeah. so there's no guessing in the yeah. custom process. Yeah, I love that. And I'm, I mean, you know, in the intro and in the bio, you talk about the relationships and, and creating, you know, jewelry, especially I think about engagement and wedding rings. That is so deeply personal, right. right? So how do you create that connection with your clients so that you really understand what they're looking for? I think a lot of it has to do with listening, basically mm. really understanding like what's important to them. You know, when you go into any jewelry store and you start looking at diamonds that you know there is a certain grading scale there's different you know there's different types like what what is most important to you I think we'll always start there so we're making sure that like with the budget that they have set aside what are what's most important and we will make sure like those are the things that mm -hmm. we maximize on mm -hmm. and then we also give them suggestions on what are areas that they can you know go down it um you know, a grade or where they can compromise a little bit more, uh, just so they're still getting something beautiful, but you know, we're making sure that they can still, yeah. um, it's still accessible to them. Well, and I love this concept of transparency. I talk, I mean, you're talking with clients about, um, really important and bespoke pieces of jewelry. I talk with clients about, you know, building their team and being a great leader in their business, but transparency is always critical, like that same concept translates, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think about, you know, that world of diamonds and you talk about being GAI certified, that's kind of confusing for normal people. Like we don't know what that oh, yeah. is. Yeah. So when people come and, you know, we will tell them like, you know, this is what, we'll use all the technical terms. We'll talk about right. clarity, we'll talk about color and we'll educate them a little bit. And, you know, when you go to a normal big box retailer, they will tell you, you know, hey, you're buying a diamond, you gotta buy the best of the mm. best, you know, you gotta go to the highest quality. 
but that's necessarily not true. Mm. You know, you could get a beautiful diamond and still go with a VS, which is like mid lower and Mm. still get a beautiful diamond, but at like a quarter of the price. Mm -hmm. And so we, we will tell our customers that, you know, there is no need for you to go, you know, Mm -hmm. flawless or D color. You can go, you know, a little bit lower and still get something very nice. hundred percent. I just love that you take the time to explain it because I I think that's where a lot of the emotion gets like it's first of all, it's a lot of money, right? I mean, often these these are expensive rings. Let's be honest. Um, You you know, you know that whether you're doing it, you're you're doing it together or maybe you're a a gentleman, you're buying this ring for your partner. They're going to wear it forever. Right. You know, it's going to be meaningful. It's going to have a big story attached to it. So there's a lot of emotion there. Um, and then you tie that up with, I don't even understand what these words are she's using. Like right, yeah. that could create just a lot of uh, frustration and anxiety, I would think. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of pressure, just you know, yeah. making sure you're buying the right thing or if someone's telling you the truth about what you're buying. So, right. But I also yeah. think that comes to the relationship itself, right? Yeah. Like now we've seen a huge shift that partners will come in together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, work with us to design that ring. Um, so they're making sure that, yes, if I'm going to spend this much, it's going to be exactly what they're looking for mm-hmm. and what what they're going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we think that's super great. We get to see there's like, we get to see them mm-hmm. and like what's important to them. And then really the proposal becomes their surprise aspect of, you know, yeah. their next step. I love that. That must be really rewarding to be a, like a part of that story. Oh, percent. When we get the when we get the text from from clients that oh, like oh, she said yes, or they'll send us a photo like after they proposed, yeah. um, or you know, with her like admiring her ring, you know, it's mm. it's so exciting. We get so excited. We're like, oh my god, did you see it? Or like, yeah. we know somebody is going to propose on a certain date. Like, we are we're ready. We're on social media. We're watching. We're like, I oh god, anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, we get so invested with our clients, right? Okay, one more thing I want to ask you. What does your dad think about all of this? Oh, he's our biggest supporter. Yeah, I love he it. Loves it. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, so, he's so happy that like we're in his industry. Like He's yeah. always like, okay, I think like, you know, this is working, but I think we can also do it this way, or we can also do this, or, you know, so he's very, very involved. He's very supportive. Um, and he's kind of like our mentor along the way. Of course. We are still learning as we go there. You know, we will never know everything right away. And so he's kind of like our mentor where he's like, okay, you know, you guys could do it this way or you could do it that way. So it's great having him around. Oh, I love that. I think that's really important. He's more beneficial to us than we are. (laughs) I think he gets a hundred calls from us a day like that. Okay. So like, what about this? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, maybe we should have him on the show just for a minute. Um, no, I'm, I kid, but I think that, you know what, I think that's really cool. I, I mean, I think it can be challenging to be in the family business. We've certainly had people on here before that, you know, that as guests that ha- have, have been a part of the family business and said, no, I want to, I kind of want to do my own thing. And that causes stress too. So, uh, I, I love that, you know, the businesses are compatible and that you look at him like the mentor that he really is. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I had these two beautiful ladies take my leadership style quiz. And if you want to take the quiz, if you haven't done it yet, you need to do it right now. 
Um, you can find the link in the show notes. You can also go to highvoltagecoaching.ca um, and you can find the link at the top of the page. And it says, take the quiz. And it only takes a few minutes. Like it's easy to complete. And then you can compare your answers um, and see where you line up in terms of your leadership style. So ladies, what did you get? What was your leadership styles? I think we were we were both supporting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of matches us being a dual team. Yes. Um, you know, we balance each other so well while we're working, whether, you know, she might need something with some help or I need help. Like we support each other along the whole way. Um, if you don't have any other employees, <laughs> so it's just us two. <laughs> yeah. I think being sisters, but also business partners, um, has its own set of challenges. Sure it does. Um, but it also comes with a handful of, additional perks. Yeah. Um, you know, the way we communicate, the way things get done. And I think just the way we work together, I think because we know how each other is like yeah. to our core, Yeah. you know, we think it helps navigate, you know, difficult conversations or when we don't agree, mm -hmm. um, and how we navigate that conversation, like yeah. post that moment. I love it. So I just want to congratulate you both. Cause I have a sister who I love dearly shout out to her. Uh, I wouldn't dream of working with her. <laughs> and I I know that she would say the same. I know she would say the same. Ask us maybe five to seven years ago, we might have said the same thing, right. but we've definitely grown. <laughs> totally. But I, I love that. And I think it's super interesting that you both have this supporting leadership style um, and how you see that. Um, really showing up in the way that you're working together, you're building a business. I have little doubt you'll have your own employees very soon. You seem like really driven uh, so that I'm sure will come without too much trouble. But, you know, how the interplay of that uh, works in your favor. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, so, And I think reason yeah. why we are both very similar is also watching our dad, you know, mm -hmm. with his employees and the way he navigates them. And, you know, it's not like a stressful environment. We're all working together. We're here to be a team. And so I think that's where we get it from. I love it. Okay. So I want to flip it around a little bit and I want to ask you, you know, same style of leadership. How do you each do it a little bit differently? Trick question. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think for me, I'm, I'm well prior to you know me going full time with with Godel and Sony Company. You know I went the traditional corporate nine to five mm. route, and that's you know where I was for the first bulk of my career. And so you know that structure and like you know being overly organized or overly like um, you know on top of like certain yeah. buckets of things that we need to do. Uh, I think you know it's very different. That's a very different sure. compared to how Goddard is. Uh, she's, she's way more like, we got this, we're, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're growing, we're growing. And I'm just like, no, what time does the flow start? Like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> okay. I love that. I, I think that that's actually really cool. And it sounds really complimentary actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. It's, it's, it's good. We have someone that's overly organized and I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out as we go. And we, we meet each other in the middle. Yeah. That, you know what? That's super cool because co-leading, um, it, it's hard enough to be a leader all by yourself in your own business. 
But when you have to actually lead with someone else, you have to co-lead. That's one of the hardest leadership things to do, I think. Um, so that you have found this space where you can really uh, appreciate each other's strengths and the differences and meet each other in the middle. I actually think that that is really cool. Thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. And your sisters. So there's that. Um, Yes. What about, I mean, this is, you know, you've been in business well, you've been in business for a long time, but in business, in your own business for a few years now. And I love to ask my guests, like, where have you made some mistakes or missteps along the way? And and what have you learned from those? Because I think there's so much to be gained um, when we think about what we got from from messing it, messing around, as they say. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, some mistakes I would say is, you know, kind of not like thinking out our whole what am I trying to say? Like, are, are you yeah, think, biting off more than we can chew? Yeah. Okay, like, fair doing enough. Doing too much too fast, okay. I guess. Is, uh, you know, we 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 launched and we we had a great first year. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, we really want to push this like on yeah. our marketing front. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't take the time to really kind of figure out like, what were our goals with that? Like, what did we want to see out of that? What did we want to see yeah. working with an agency? I just think like we just weren't fully ready ready or knowledgeable like what that meant and i think mm. we that is one thing we definitely regret we talk about yeah. quite often like that's something that you know we probably didn't need to do right then and there yeah um, yeah and so that was a that was a big learning uh, yeah learning curve and then one thing that we learned is like we have to be patient you know nothing yes comes right away and whether that is like you're looking at your data for your number for marketings or what's happening within the product side we have to be patient and to see it actually grow yeah um so that's like our number one when entrepreneurs talk about that slow grind it's uh it's very much a slow grind but you know you're working a little bit a little bit every day to hopefully start to see it snowball as you start to grow yeah Yeah. uh, You know what? I think beautiful points. And I don't think you're alone in like, you know, you see some success in your business at the beginning and you're just, you're so energized by that. I think we all are, we all kind of fall victim to that. And we're like, yeah, we need to grow this. This is going to be awesome. And let's get a, we need a marketing agency. We need some meat. We need some ads. Like, let's do this. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. What are we doing? Yes. Yeah, and you don't realize how fast those things kind of just drain your capital. And we oh, started yeah. so new with just us two. Yeah. yeah. Nobody from outside. And yeah, it was it was a big learning curve for us in the, in the beginning. I can tell you that I have been on that learning curve, too. And it is really tricky. And you also and you tell me if this is true for you. But I think there's a lot of messages out there on social platforms about We just have to, you know, it's just these five tips for social media. It's just, you know, do reels, uh, you know, do like all of these different things. And actually, if they're not really connected to a strategy and ultimately to your business plan, then that's all they are is just doing a bunch of things. Yeah. Yes. I, I can tell you that I have fell victim to that myself. And I've heard that lots on this show uh, through uh, the interviews. 
Um, and it is one of those lessons that I'm not even sure if somebody told you that be, like you would even listen. Like you kind of have to learn that one the hard way, I think. Yeah, yeah you just have to go through it <laughs> and uh, come out a little bit wiser. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly it. And and I think that's why I like to ask this question on the show, because if we can talk about, oh, geez, you know, I didn't, that's one thing I would go back and do differently. And we could potentially give someone else a little bit of a, oh, wait a minute. I was actually thinking about doing that. We could save someone from that. Wouldn't that be nice, right? Agreed. Yeah. So, okay. So um, thank you for that. Tell me like, what's next? What's next in your business? What's next for the two of you? So much. <laughs> um, we are hoping to expand our product line yeah. on some companies. So we have actually just recently launched ready to wear engagement rings because we Love know that it. everyone wants to go the custom route. Yeah. Also, if you're pinched for time and you don't have uh, eight weeks to go through our custom process, uh, we've kind of taken a lot of our popular designs mm -hmm. uh, and turn them into, yeah, ready ready to wear items. I love that, right? Like you've got enough um, sort of understanding of the client now mm -hmm. uh, to be able to offer something a little bit different. That, that makes a yeah. lot of sense to me. And then hopefully in the future, we are hoping to expand to Mongo Sutras, which are traditional chains that we wear when we are getting married. Um, but we are hoping to modernize it a little bit yes. and, you know, for the newer generation, we not too many want the traditional ones. So we're hoping to kind of bridge that modern and traditional gap of those um, necklaces. Right. Our thought process is like, if you're going to, if they're, if they're going to get you one anyways, uh, let's get you something that you're going to wear. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't that the truth? Well, well, still honoring the, you know, the, the beauty and the culture, right? Um, which I, I think is really lovely. I, I think that's really smart. And you two certainly have your fingers on the pulse of what, you know, what, what brides want. Uh, and so I, I can imagine what you're going to come up with is going to be spectacular. And we can't wait. 2023, rest of 2023 and 2024 is going to be, it's going to be big for Sodu. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both. It's just been such a pleasure to have you on the show this afternoon. What a lovely conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's kind of nice to talk to someone that's like telling us they understand our struggles and we're not alone. No, no. And that's, I, I appreciate you saying that because that's what this show is all about. It's nice when the guests feel that way, but that's certainly what the message we want to deliver to everyone that's listening. You're not alone. Um, yeah. We are all on a, we've all had a, an interesting journey. You know, we all are leaders in our business and yep, We've all made mistakes. <laughs> Me too. Um, and I'm sure we're going to make plenty more yes. along the way. Unfortunately, we will, but it's what we do. It's what we do, what we learn, and how we grow from those things that are the most important. Um, and yeah, we're, you know, female founders, I think we got to stick together um, as we grow our businesses and, and grow our networks and all of those things. So I'm so grateful that you said that. Thank you so, so much. Recording stopped. Wonderful. Great. That was a beautiful conversation. Thank That's you so great. much.
No, that was really, you know, I, I love these because every single one of these conversations is different and that's what makes it really fun for me to do. And I get to connect with amazing ladies like you. Yeah, I think we've discussed this within ourselves, but we've never really like talked about our struggles and our mistakes. And so it's kind of nice to just let it all out there. Yeah. A little cathartic. <laughs> like, I like that. that. Like this was the, the mistake that we're thinking of. <laughs> no, I think that was actually really valuable because I do think, so of course, you know, like you probably do, I have people in my network that are marketing pros. Some of them I would count as like business besties. And, and actually, you know, they talk about that it's uh, it, it really doesn't serve your purpose, right? If, if you really haven't been very clear about the business plan, the direction, and, and then you just jump into marketing, yeah, you kind of are spinning your wheels. And so I think that's actually a really valuable conversation that you brought to the episode today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because... Yeah, and like we, everyone thinks like you need to like invest in your advertising dollars, invest in your ads and, you know, get your name out there. And it's like, there's so much more that can happen organically first before. So you can then see like the results you're hoping for with your ads. And so I think, you know, that took us, that took us a little bit of a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like once we stopped with the agency, but you know, now I think we have like, yeah, we've grown so yeah, much organically more than we did with the agency. <laughs> and we just right. do like very minimal paid advertising right now, like on, on social media, um, and things like that. But you know, a lot of it does come from us. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders and with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show and don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at High Volt Leadership. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you.